Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Tyler had his moment, and he'll be a hero for years to come in Miami, but let's be real. The real heroes last night, AD with 34, LeBron with nearly a triple-double. Keyshawn. No, no, triple-double. Take, the thir- take one of the 13 rebounds and slide it to the assist. We only needed 12 rebounds. True. They did have a 32-point lead at their max lead. 32, of course, magic soul number. It was a magical night for Key and anybody else that's a Laker fan. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. That includes Damian Woody, closet Laker fan and huge NFL fan. Of course, he'll join us here in one minute. We should mention that Jay will be back with us. If you want to catch Jay's thoughts on the NBA Finals right now over on ESPN, he's on Get Up with Greeny and the gang. We're here on ESPN2, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Your quick thoughts on the Lakers. We'll get Damian's quick thoughts on the Lakers, and then we'll go NFL. Well, I think you you start off by looking at the, the bench, basically. You look at our second unit. They went out there, not necessarily from a point standpoint, but just playing together, playing better. I think Rondo, floor general, got guys to play. Kuz was playing defense, knocking down threes. Uh, you look at, at Green knocking down threes on the front line. AD obviously did what he was supposed to do. LeBron did what he was supposed to do. They broke down that zone defense in a heartbeat, and there was nothing else that he can do. Indeed. So, Damian, let's welcome him in on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. I found out when we first started this show that you love the Los Angeles Lakers as well. I'm not, I don't know if you love them as much as Key or, uh, or Jack Nicholson, but <laughs> you tell us your Laker fandom. What are your quick thoughts on the Lakers last night in the finals, and then we'll talk a little NFL with you. Yeah, good morning, man. I, first of all, I thought that was a tone-setting win. You know, you want to start off a series just letting your opponent know what time it is. And I thought a couple things came to mind about the Lakers last night. Number one, obviously just hitting from the outside, the three-point shot uh, with the Lakers. You know, that's been their Achilles heel all season. And for them to hit the the three-point shot is huge. And then number two is the size. The size disparity between the Los Angeles Lakers and and, and the the Miami Heat, particularly in the interior, it really showed himself. A.D., Dwight Howard. I mean, they were just they were just men amongst boys down there, even with Bam out of Bayou uh, with the Miami Heat. Let's talk a little NFL with you. Damian joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, brought to you by Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Jets Broncos kicking off Week Four tonight in the NFL season. What do you need to see from Sam Darnold tonight? Life. I need to see something, man. Some a pulse, life. But uh, in all seriousness, I need to see a guy with some confidence. You know, I, I, I watch it just closely every week, as most people know. And the one thing you see from Sam, he's, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks, I believe, in the, in the league. But he just lacks confidence. And a lot of that has to do with the personnel around Sam Donald. He has some of the worst offensive skill personnel around him. And, and uh, when you watch him play, he just doesn't have any confidence. So they need to get started quick, fast, in a hurry get the confidence going early with Sam Donald in the passing game, and then let the, let the young man shine. You, you know, when you look at what's going on, and I don't want to continue to move this direction, but I have to. Uh, if the Jets lose the game tonight or win the game by a 60-yard field goal, is it time to move on from Adam Gase, or does he get another shot at it for one more game one more week? Well, I mean, if you took if you took the, the pulse of the fan base, he should already be gone, um, you know, because the, the fan base was sold on a bill of goods that this guy was an offensive guru, 
uh, particularly working with quarterbacks, and he's been nothing but that. You know, this offense is dead last in the league in a lot of statistical categories, and and uh, when you watch this team, I mean, they're just getting blown out, Key. They're not even competitive. I mean, we saw a couple weeks ago against the 49ers with all the injuries. I mean, it wasn't even a game. First week of the season against the Buffalo Bills, it looked like varsity against JV. And then last week against the Indianapolis Colts, it was the same. You know, you're a professional football team, you know, one of, one of 32 teams. You should be competitive in this league, and we haven't seen any of that in the first three games with, with the New York Jets. No question. The competition you mentioned a couple times there. There's going to be big competition on Sunday in one of the NFL's key matchups to the Kansas City Chiefs and your former team, the New England Patriots. What do you think Bill mm-hmm. Belichick, this time around, from a defensive strategy standpoint, has in store for a guy like Patrick Mahomes in everything that they do on offense? Well, Key, I think the biggest thing with, with Bill, you know, you know Bill as well as I do. Bill will try to take away things you do well and make you play left-handed. So I think, you know, when you look at the Patriots, this, uh, particularly on defense, their strength is their secondary. You know, that's where that's where their really good players are right now. So I anticipate, you know, mixing coverage, disguising things, uh, disguising looks on defense, all to try to, you know, create some type of confusion with Patrick Mahomes. But listen, it's key. You know this, man. It's going to be a a tall, tall task um, against the defending Super Bowl champions and and the Kansas City Chiefs. When they want to put put their foot on the gas, they can absolutely do it. Like we saw last week, last Monday night against the Baltimore Ravens. This team has so many offensive weapons. You know, it could be Tyreek Hill one week. It could be Travis Kelsey. It could be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, McCole Hardman, they have so many guys that who are you going to take away? You know, if you take one or two or two away, they still got a couple more options that can kill you. So it's going to be a huge challenge, uh, particularly for that Patriots defense. Woody, we're getting ready to enter into week four, obviously starting tonight with the Broncos and the Jets. I would ask you this, who's been the biggest surprise so far in the league and the biggest disappointment in terms of teams? Uh I would say biggest disappointment for me would be the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, we saw how they how they ended the season, um, particularly Carson Wentz with all the injuries that they had, and they 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 were still able to beat the Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC East. And when you look at this Philadelphia Eagles team, man, they just I mean, they quite honestly they stink. They got a quarterback that's not playing well. I mean, they're really not I me. Mean, listen, when you watch the Philadelphia Eagles, tell me what they do well because I don't see it. And, um, you know, when your quarterback's in the tank and doesn't have much confidence, you know, you, it's up to your coach, Doug Peterson, to try to do whatever you can to uh, make the game easier and, and instill some confidence in them. And, you know, as far as a team that, that, that's really surprising, man, that's a good one. I, I would say Chicago. I mean, Chicago's undefeated. I know they haven't been playing the best uh, offensively, particularly at the quarterback position, but Nick Foles coming in, you know, he just gives that team a little juice, man. Something that Mitchell Trubisky couldn't bring to the team. And we can, we, you know, we'll see how long they can take it with Nick Foles because he does have a propensity to get hurt. But, you know, the guy has something to him that this team really rally around. Last thing for you, Damian. Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst and gigantic Laker fan joining us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line on a more serious note. Uh, we say every given Sunday, but it ain't going to be every given Sunday for the Steelers and the Titans. They're not going to play mm-hmm. due to the coronavirus outbreak in the Titans facility. Vikings 
the Titans' last opponent. They'll be back in their facility uh, this morning with enhanced safety protocols, as they call it. Uh, your thought on this game being postponed and possibly being played Monday or Tuesday and the other 31 teams in the league that have to seriously consider this being a possibility down the road? Yeah, listen, first and foremost, uh, I think you know this is the right move by the league. You know, if you're, you know, you're a league that, that preaches about players' health and safety, then you absolutely have to do everything possible to make sure all these people who, who tested positive uh, for COVID-19 um, gets the, the necessary care and treatment um, moving on. But, you know, Key, you know this, man. Players are creatures of habit. So when you disrupt that schedule, it throws everything, it throws the whole equilibrium off as far as how you go about your routine. So, um, you know, this is a this is a situation we haven't, you know, really seen before, but, you know, I'm pretty sure those guys will, you know, figure this whole thing out and, and, and try to play a game next Monday or Tuesday. Damien, you watch, you've been watching the show this morning? No, I, I hadn't watched, I hadn't watched this morning, Keith. All right, well, when you get, a, when you get a chance, dog, check it out because my little, my little guy, my little fan, he wearing my jersey. He'll be back in a minute, though. Jay Will will be back in a minute. Oh, 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 he, oh wait a minute. Jay Will, I hate him. Yeah, you, you're no, saying no, you, you hate you, on the Lakers. No, no, no. I got him. I got him in my Pac-12 All Century jersey. But you'll see him in a minute. Okay, I'm going to check it out then. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Damien. You can check it out on ESPN2 this morning. Key and uh, Jay had a little bit of a wager. Jay went out on a limb and said that uh, he went against his own gambling advice. He knew that the Lakers were a heavy favorite. He said the Heat would trying win to last be, night. Trying to be tough. And lost. And as a result, uh, once Keyshawn had lost a bet to uh, Jay Will, and uh, Jay Will had him put on a UCLA jersey, which might have been like radioactive to, to yeah. Key. It was like, <laughs> with the Kevin Love UCLA jersey. That's of even course, worse. Uh, Key, of course, is a hardcore USC guy. So when the shoe was on the other foot and Jay was wrong on the Heat winning yesterday, Key busted out his all-century Pac-12 jersey and a couple of trading cards. And Jay is walking around with that this morning. And in fact, if you're watching Get Up on uh, ESPN, I didn't see him do a wardrobe change before he walked out of here. So no. he's probably sitting yeah. on the set. Yeah. Right? He, he's sitting he, there with Greeny. Like with I the said, Pac-12 all-century he's a... Jay was always, you know, I remember him as a, as a young guy, always at the gate. A young tyke. Yeah, all New Jersey. I come out of MetLife Stadium. He wanted, he wanted my <laughs> By the barricade. Key, yeah, key, key, key. So I finally, you know, <laughs> stepped up, signed a few cards for him, let him wear my jersey. He'll feel good. He'll sleep good tonight. Jay's going to be back with us here in a moment, and hopefully he'll still have that jersey on for those of you that are just joining us and watching on ESPN2, and hopefully our Twitter feed, that'll be all over our social today. Jay will be back in a second. Your biggest surprise and disappointment we heard from Damian, real quick, we're about a quarter way through the season, you know, after Sunday. I, w- I would say it's the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I, I just, I had such high hopes for him in terms of them, in terms of just kind of where they would be. I know they got rid of Stephon Diggs, but I thought when they drafted Justin Jefferson out of LSU that mm-hmm. that would give them some some hope. They signed uh, uh, Kirk Cousins to another big deal. So yep. I figured they saw something. They went and got uh, Yanganik and Yannick Ngakwe yep. from Jacksonville. Say it with confidence. And so I figured, okay, this was, but looking at him, I'm like, oh gosh. I knew the secondary was young and inexperienced, and they got Mike Hughes back. And I just thought that they would be a much better team at this point. And then in terms of surprise teams, I don't necessarily want to call it a surprise because they played well last year, but they look a little bit better this year, would be the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah. I mean, they just look better. Yeah. Um, in, a, in their building. 
They're building and they're going to continue to keep building. It wasn't one of those situations where they needed to get it done in three years. The ownership group gave them time to turn things around. And Brandon Beam, the general manager up there, certainly, and Sean McDermott, the head coach, certainly have done that. No question about it. All the pub is on their offense, but they're really built front to back defensively, and they've been great. They have a defensive minded head coach as well. More NBA talk. Jay Will is back in the house, but first, let's go from A to Z. A to Z with a little interesting note off the top for those of you that love football of another variety, and that would be the College Football Playoff Selection Committee pushing their rankings back a week to November 24th. Now, remember, in a normal season, we'd get the rankings around Halloween or October, but obviously this is anything but a typical season. The 13-member selection committee will announce its fifth and final ranking, the one that really matters. You've got to be in the four here on December 20th. And key, obviously, this is going to be the fewest number of rankings we've had because of the pandemic. Interesting note from Major League Baseball here. Fans can take themselves out to the ball game as they see during the National League Championship Series and the World Series, which will be played at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. That's the home of the Texas Rangers. The Rangers, by the way, did not make the playoffs. They were a terrible team. Sub-30 wins in a 60-game schedule. So it's not like they can play in their home stadium in the Fall Classic. 11,500 tickets will be available, according to the commissioner, Rob Manfred. If you're wondering, that's about 28% of the stadium's capacity there at Globe Life Field. So easy social distancing, a little more a quarter of the stadium will be played at a neutral site, Globe Life Field, obviously all due to the coronavirus. There's five games today, by the way, in the Major League Baseball playoffs. One in the AL, Oakland and the White Sox, Houston gets the winner, and every single National League series. And as you know, the NFL had its first postponement due to COVID-19. We just talked about it here with uh, Damien, if you were with us a couple seconds ago. The NFL announcing the Steelers-Titans game Sunday in Nashville will not be held Sunday Additional time for further daily COVID-19. Overall testing is needed. They're going to announce shortly, the NFL will, whether the game will be held on Monday. They're hoping for Monday or maybe Tuesday. Titans have had five team personnel members and four players test positive. So that's nine overall. Their opponent last Sunday, the Vikings, due to contact tracing, they shut their facility to down. It will be reopened later today. This is what I came here for, for championships. I believe in our group. I know that we can still win four more. This is his 50th NBA Finals game. One thing about this Heat team, they're not afraid. And Grant is left leg on. He's walking back to the locker room. The Lakers are absolutely on fire. An avalanche here from the Lakers in game one, dominating. This was a complete performance by the Lakers. So Stop with that evil laugh. <laughs> here's something you need to know, though, Dr. Evil. Uh, while you were over on Get Up with Greeny, uh, we had Damian Woody on, and Damian didn't know the backstory with your jersey. Jay's wearing Key's jersey after Jay lost a bet with the Heat last night. So, Damian, if you're watching on ESPN2, Key, yeah. this is the moment you wanted. Check, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. With the two trading cards still perfectly in place, I got it. It's difficult to walk around. <laughs> we got duct tape two-sided over there, so he's good. We got to get it till 10 a.m. Eastern. You guys just know I hate wearing other grown man jerseys. I just, <laughs> all good, don't I man. hate it. Like, I'm not one of those guys. Like, you'll never see me with somebody else's jersey. Well, on. that's not true because you got it on now. So. We, we are on ESPN News if you want to check it out. If you're listening, you exactly. can hop on over to your TV. And, Dame, hope you appreciated that. Ooh, direct <laughs> shot. I thought you had great hands, bro. Come I on. wasn't looking. I was looking at you. Tell everybody we're on ESPN News. <laughs> 
We are on ESPN News, and we are Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the channel, Pennzoil Performance Line, including, guys, get this, in less than an hour, Dr. Myron Roll. If you're an NFL fan, you might remember him. If you're a college football fan, you certainly remember him. Of age, terrific player at Florida State. He's at Massachusetts General Hospital. He's a resident there. He played in the NFL, so he's got the doctor expertise, the football expertise, Everything going on with COVID, who better to talk about it than Dr. Roll, and we'll have him here at 9, 10 a.m. Eastern. Jay is back in the house. Your quick thoughts on the NBA Finals last night, Game 1, Laker domination. If the Lakers shoot the ball like that, they're the best team in the NBA by far. By far. There is nobody close. They made 11 threes in the first half. And at times you felt Miami's intensity defensively lapsed. Now they battled with injuries to Bam and Goran Dragic. I understand that. But when the Lakers made shots, Contavious Colwell-Pope was shooting lights out. Danny Green shot the ball well. AD was making threes. And once that happens, the game is over because then it opens up the paint for AD and LeBron James to attack. And that's how both those guys end up having huge nights last season. And that's the thing about it, especially out in L.A., when they put this team together, one of the biggest things they kept saying, everybody, and you notice Jay Will, covering the NBA on NBA Countdown, is that where are the shooters? LeBron James, AD, but where are the shooters? There was no real uh, confidence in the Greens, in the KCPs, in those guys to take, to be a consistent three-point shooting team because when you look historically on the LeBron James teams, he's always had pure shooters around him, and everybody was questioning what would that look like, but they answered the bell in the playoff. I mean, what can you say? There they are. They're right in front of you last night. And I can say this. If there's no Goran Dragic on the floor, mm. if there's no Bam Adebayo on the floor, it's over. This thing is over. It's easily over. You could actually make a debate that it would be over even if they were on the floor. Well, there is no debate. It would no, be I'm, over. I'm just saying, like, now, <laughs> Goran Dragic, there were a lot of times during the Boston Celtics series, he was their best player on the floor. Absolutely. Same with Bam. Right? So now you take those two guys out of the equation. Bam's the only guy that can stop – the Lakers to some degree from up front, right, from getting offensive rebounds and things of that sort. But if he's not in the game, you have Kelly Olenek. Myers Leonard hasn't played in a long time. Mm -hmm. There's really no chance. And, by the way, you have Jimmy Butler who rolled his ankle and his knee twice last night and continued to try to play. And and typically when when teams start losing players in sports, Mm -hmm. they just, for whatever reason, it just goes away. They just... I want to mention one other thing. Adam Silver had his usual State of the League address yesterday. It's kind of once a year. The media gets asked some questions, long-term, short-term, macro, micro, more than just basketball because, as you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the NBA. Right now, there are six openings in the NBA, the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Pacers, the Sixers, the Rockets, the Thunder. The first three teams I mentioned, the Clippers, the Pelicans, and the Pacers, all had black head coaches, and all of them were dismissed. Adam Silver responding to a lack of African-American head coaches in a league that is overwhelmingly black. I know we can do better. We have six openings right now. We're in discussions with all of those teams about making sure there's a diverse slate of candidates. You know, we've looked at what might be an equivalent to a a Rooney-type rule in the NBA. I'm not sure it makes sense. I'm open-minded if there are other ways to address it. There is a certain natural ebb and flow to the hiring and firing, frankly, of coaches, but the number's too low right now. Let's talk again after we fill these these six positions and see where we are. I know we can do better, and I think we will do better. Here's what I love about Adam. Adam does not run away from issues. When you ask him a direct question, he will not dance around that question. He will not deflect. You know, He has his talking points, but he doesn't always revert back to his talking points. It always seems like he's very thorough. We discussed this a couple of days ago. 
you know, 13% of the coaches in the NBA are African-American. That number is way too low. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a lot of very competent, qualified individuals out there who represent what the majority of the league is um, who have not had an opportunity to coach. And I like the fact that Adam understands that, but at the same time, he wants the best individuals to get these vacancy opportunities. No, you, you always want the best to get the vacancy opportunities in either sport. He mentioned that they looked at something like the Rooney Rule, but that's probably not the way to go. The Rooney Rule is cool, I guess, if that's what you – but people have learned to go around that in the NFL and hire who they wanted to hire anyway. That's just – it's there. If you want to interview somebody, interview them because – you know, you say, well, if a guy doesn't get the opportunity to get in front, you'll never know. Mike Tomlin is a perfect example. He got the opportunity late to get in front of the Roonies, and they said, oh, God, we got something. And he's been there ever since, gone to Super Bowls, won, won Super Bowls for him. So it's like, okay, but you do know who you want to hire. There's no question about it. And I think when you look at some of the candidates that's out there, there's a ton of qualified people. Uh, there's a ton of qualified African-Americans, and I'm sure there's a ton of other ethnicities that are out there uh, that, that want to get an opportunity and a chance. But much like Jay will say, when you're talking about 13%, which is way too low mm-hmm. in the makeup of the league, you need to figure that out. Now, look, I, I, things are going to change, right? Think about some of these candidates. Adrian Griffin is there. <laughs> Sam Cassell is there. Jason Kidd is there. Mark Jackson's name you heard mentioned multiple times. Adrian Griffin is there. Becky Hammond. Is there? Mm-hmm. And she's going to be a head coach Female, sooner yeah. or later with, mm-hmm. with Greg Popovich and San Antonio Spurs. So I, I think there is a lot of opportunity. I think we're going to see over the next couple of weeks as we look forward to the 2021-2022 season, mm-hmm. what teams eventually are going to do. That's a good one, Hammond. we got to keep that in mind. And for those that are not aware, the Rooney Rule instituted by the NFL to try to get some minorities into the head coaching ranks. Adam Silver saying it's not great for his league, at least not yet. Still to come, where do we stand on the NFL's first major COVID outbreak? The NFL's best insider with the very latest details on the way. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So will it be Monday? Will it be Tuesday? Any given Sunday? Not so much, at least for Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. We head right to the Shell Pennzoil performance line to bring in the NFL's best insider, Adam Schefter, also host of the Adam Schefter podcast, which this week features a very humorous interview with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You'll want to check that Mm. out. Some great great levity from the well-traveled NFL QB. Adam, first things first, what's the very, very latest here on the COVID-19 outbreak, specifically involving the Titans? 
Well, the NFL is driving this decision, Zubin, and both teams are waiting to hear Tennessee and Pittsburgh when the game will be played. And at this time yesterday, the NFL wanted to and intended to play that game on Sunday. And as we know, the league has postponed the game due to another positive test. Four Titans players in all, nine people within the Titans organization testing positive. I think they want to see the test results that come in this morning before they make a determination. As it is right now, the league wants to and intends to play the game on Monday night. It could always be pushed back an additional day for additional testing on Tuesday. That's a possibility as well. And if there are more positive tests that filter in, then maybe they push back the game altogether to another week, which would require a whole different set of dynamics. But right now, it's looking like Monday night, and we'll see how the tests come back this morning. Adam, how likely is this game to be postponed entirely? Just, you know what, we, we can't get it in. Yeah. Well, Keith, tell me the test results this morning, right? If there are no other test results, then it won't be postponed. But if there's any more positives and the incubation period on this virus is such that we don't know exactly how it works. Sometimes it's three, four, five days. But if there are more positive tests that come in when there already have been nine positive tests within the Titans organization, then yes, it's definitely possible that the game would be postponed. I would say likely that it would be postponed. But they want to see how the testing results come in. I think the encouraging part so far is that it's not like a cluster at one position. It's not like the entire offensive line has been wiped out. It's been a defensive lineman. It's been a long snapper. It's been players like that at different positions that have been affected. And so they're waiting to see the results of all these tests before they make any final judgments. Shefty, I like the hair this morning. I like the look. Thank you. I like Thank it. you, Jay. I appreciate sharp, that. Sharp, brother. Let me ask you this. So what do people within the Raiders organization, how did they respond to seeing players not wearing masks at the charity event the other night? Weren't happy. Weren't happy at all, and with good reason. Look, it's incumbent upon everybody within the sport to try to protect the game and the season. And if it's important to everybody, then they have to do the right things. And when you have a large group gathered indoors at a facility – Without wearing masks, even though it's for a good cause, that's the wrong thing. And there's no other way to spin it. I get it. It's a great cause. Darren Waller is a great story. All those things are true. But in this day and age, there are a lot of great causes. And there aren't people holding mask gatherings to raise money. And so they have to be smarter. And I think there were people in that organization that were disappointed at the behavior that was demonstrated, particularly after... The Raiders went through an incident earlier this year where John Gruden wasn't wearing a face mask on the sideline. He was fined $100,000. The team was fined $250,000 more. How many more messages does the league have to send before the players and anybody associated with the sport start doing the right thing? And that's the reason the league sent out the memo yesterday, part of the reason, saying that everybody must be in compliance with the protocols that have been laid out on game day and other days. Otherwise, there will be more fines, there will be suspensions, and there will be the potential forfeiture of draft picks. And again, the league doesn't want to get to that, but it knows that it takes everybody to make the game and the sport go on. If there's one breach, and that breach could come from anywhere, we know that, but if there's a breach, it threatens the entire week, it threatens the season, it threatens the sport. That's not what everybody wants. Thursday night football is this evening. We have the Jets versus the Broncos. Broncos obviously beat up. What is the likelihood, Shefty, that tonight will be the last game that Adam Gase is the head coach of the New York Jets? 
Look, I think everybody knows his seat is warm right now, Jay Will, right? We don't know whether the end will come for Adam Gase after tonight, if it'll come in a month after the season, whatever it may be. But I think everybody recognizes that the pressure's on. And Chris Mortensen said on Sunday, Countdown, this past week, that it's not only external pressure from outside the organization, there's people inside the organization who are putting pressure on. And so I think a lot of times these are feel decisions. And it will be different in a COVID year where there's no crowd. Sometimes you go to a game in a normal year and the fans have left early. There's not a lot of attendance to begin with. The fans who are there are behaving in a way that it makes it obvious uh, the direction the team should take. Now, again, no fans, different atmosphere, but I think you could watch the Jets tonight and judge whether they are showing signs of life and moving in the right direction or whether they're not. And when you watch them for three hours, that picture comes into focus. And if they come out and play well tonight, then that pressure and speculation and criticism will quiet down. And if they don't, it will be ratcheted up again. But I think it's just fair to say everybody's watching and asking the same question you are. I've got Jet fans who live in the New York area texting me about his future. No matter what the result is, they don't care tonight. So we'll see how it all plays out here. Also, remember, all politics is local. Adam has a long history with the Denver Broncos. On the other side of the field, they're not happy with what's going on either with Vic Fangio, though it's not at, uh, uh, it is not at Adam Gase levels. Want to mention again the Adam Schefter podcast this week with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, talking to Adam about creating his own starting 11. I'll just leave it there. Go download it. You'll really enjoy it. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate right, it, guys. Have a great one. Great Thanks, to have you. the NFL's best insider with us. He is the best. All right, let's talk a little bit about You brought it up. Your Jets, you brought it up. This could be a make-or-break moment a quarter way into their season. Well, it could be. Uh, look, they take on the Broncos who – I don't even know if the Broncos have enough bodies to even take the field, right? I mean, they're, they're falling apart left and right, or at least they have over the last three games. And, and so when you look at this, Adam Gase has to get his team. And I always say, I want to see what it looks like. Just like Adam just said, I, I need to never mind 0-3, never mind the clunkers from last week or the week before. I just need to see the progress. Lack of turnovers, lack of penalties, smooth selling, is my quarterback going to all of a sudden be 19 to 25 for 260 and a touchdown in the air and one on the ground? You know, I need to see that. Mm-hmm. I need to see the stops on defense and special teams, three phases of the game. I, and if you show me that it starts to look like they know how to play football opposed to basic, you know, Pop Warner football with a bunch of kids running around, mm-hmm. if you show me something, then, now I'm willing to – take the next step if you win the game and say, okay, you can stick around for one more week. But if it's a disaster mm-hmm. like we've seen, there's nothing else to do but just say, you know what, man, good riddance, you're rich, you should go find another job. <laughs> it, I've heard so many people, Michael <laughs> Well, K, he said he was rich. He, he said he, he was blanking rich. Um, Adam Gase. Yeah, to the public, which yeah puts you in, 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 great, in great company. Relatability, with, with unbelievable yeah, exactly. off the charts. Every, every fan wants to hear that. Um, you know, we had Michael Kay on the show yesterday, and Michael was talking about, you know, why do this right now? Why fire him right now? Like, what, are you going to just move Greg Williams up to the head coach and what, maybe we, you win four or five games? And I understand that argument. My thing, though, is that it seems that there is a culture issue with the way that Adam Gase leads. How you lead is everything. It's everything. And when you don't have players respond to you, whether it's 
one game, where there's two games, it does not matter. It's inevitable. He's going to get fired. It's inevitable. You might as well do it. Do it now. Do it sooner than later. Get the rebuilding plan on the way. Still to come. The Lakers not rebuilding. The Heat need to rebuild and find out what needs to happen in game number two after getting waxed last night. What do they need to do? Vince Carter, Vince Sanity himself, joins us next. Those are Key's thoughts, our resident Laker fanatic on what happened right. last night. We'll go right to L.A., talk to George Sedano coming up 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Boots on the ground. What are they feeling in Los Angeles as they can feel that 17th NBA championship getting a little bit closer? Yeah, and more- I can feel this jersey that I'm wearing. It feels so awkward and uncomfortable. I have two cards attached to my shoulders that have Keyshawn's face on it. Give us a cliff notes. Cliff notes on why this is happening. Well, because I lost a bet. And I have to be honest, the first time I had the bet, I was the winner. Feels good to be a winner. I was the loser. Feels really good to be a winner. You wore a do-rag. Key wore uh, an incredible Kevin Love UCLA jersey. And uh, this is payback for me for making a bet, picking the Heat to win game one, which they were nowhere close. And for a guy that's an expert, he should have known better, right? I mean, that's just VC wouldn't have done that. Let's get I promise to you that. VC here in a second. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Nature Valley. Part crunchy, part creamy, a bit sweet and a bit salty. Nature Valley sweet and salty peanut butter bars bursting with crunchy peanuts dipped in creamy nut butter coating and 100% delicious. Nature Valley, we're better outside. We're better off when we're talking to Vince Carter, ESPN NBA analyst. That sounds great to say. Eight-time NBA All-Star. Dunking extraordinaire joining us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Vince, biggest thoughts after watching game one of the NBA Finals last night was... Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It was not a surprise. I, you know, hey, Keyshawn, I got to say this. I, I did pick the Miami Heat to win uh, game one. And oh, I felt well, yeah, like that yeah, was, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. listen, wait, 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 wait now. I wouldn't have made the bet. Now that's different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come on, BC. BC, you're supposed to be my bet, man. You're supposed to take care of me. I, 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 I'm with you, brother. Like I said, I picked them because I felt like, you know, they were running off emotional high and this was their opportunity. We all know game one is always like, the, the feel-out game, you know, just like boxing, first round, you feel them out. And then second game, game two, is when the series really starts. So I felt game one was the Miami Heat's opportunity to steal because we've seen the Lakers in, in the past in, in round one and two, they fell short and they did not win game one. So this is your opportunity right here to, 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 to take advantage and, and have the upper hand because I felt like if they did not win game one, the Miami Heat, it, it's a, it's it's – 
it's over with for them. And you've given this team confidence. And now you've given them three games left to win. And they, they fell short, obviously, injuries. And Keyshawn, you did say something earlier that I agree with. It's like, yeah, the injuries happened afterwards because after the first quarter, it was a different uh, Lakers team. And they just handed them all over the place. I think Dwight Howard implement, implementing him into the, uh, the starting lineup messed up and just just made things difficult for the Miami Heat's off, uh, offense and defense because of he's so big. And who did, who would, you had to move Bam to guard him, and you put a hybrid player like a Jay Crowder, who was a great defensive player, but he just he's just too, not tall enough to guard uh, uh, Anthony Davis. It was crazy to watch the Lakers. They went on a 25-3 run, and LeBron James was actually on yep. the bench, on the bench on in the, the bench, first quarter. Yep. VC, they, they made a record recording 14 threes last night. They made 11 in the first half, yep. man. They're shooting the ball yeah. like that. They're- 60% shooting. What can you do? What can you do if they shoot the rock like that? Well, here's the thing. If you look at some of these you know, these clips, all right, that's an open shot against the zone. But a lot of these clips, uh, Anthony Davis and or LeBron getting in the paint, getting in the paint and, and, and making and demanding the attention that they, you know, they deserve uh, the ball. And you see it right there, double team, swing, catch it, shoot it. And when you make a few of them, it's over with. And that's what started happening. They start getting to the heart of the defense. There's a double team. You, now you're trying to X out, find the open shot. And these guys were catching and shooting with no hesitation, knocking them down. And once a few started going in, I mean, look at Caldwell Pope. He was catching, shooting fadeaway threes with a, uh, with a hand in his face and going in. So what do you do then? VC, when you look at the game two, right, uh, and you look at game one, the Lakers, obviously, Jay Will and you yourself mentioned the 14 threes. You most likely won't see the Lakers, especially with the injuries to the Heat, have to shoot another 38 threes, 39 threes in a game to try to make, you know, 14 to 15 of them. What other offensive productivity can the Lakers utilize to get game two? Well, let's let's look at this, Keyshawn. Those shots still will be there, so they're going to take them. And now they're feeling comfortable to make them. And if they don't, guess what you could do? You post up AD. You post up LeBron at either on the block or mid post and see what happens there. LeBron is, is going to get into the mid post and find whoever he needs to find. Because it's like, yeah, we know LeBron's going to get triple doubles. But if Anthony Davis plays like he does, 34 points, you know, and, and just, I mean, he didn't really, he's not dominating much in the boards. I mean, he had nine rebounds and five assists, but, you know, three blocks. I mean, if he just dominates, getting to the paint, and not has to settle. He doesn't settle for the three, but he takes the three when he's open. There's nothing the Miami Heat can do. You can't play zone because they're they're not big enough to, to rebound against this team. The Lakers are, or are, are we are three games away from winning our 17th, 17th title, VC. But LeBron James is also three away from winning his fourth. Where would this title, the fourth title, rank in all of them, including obviously the one in Cleveland that he went back home to bring Cleveland their championship? Where does it rank? Um, I'm not sure where it ranks. I mean, it just it, it just says, hey, LeBron is getting closer because uh, now he has four rings. But there's two other guys in NBA history. Well, there's there's three, you know, but there's two guys that, uh, you know, we always compare him to still have a few more rings to him as far as legacy. And it's just a tough question. And I, I, you know, I, guys, I guess I, I guess let me let me stop you before you keep going. I guess I should have prefaced it with. Because of everything that's going on, the pandemic, the Kobe Bryant passing, the 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 injustice, every just everything that's going on in his world within the Laker organization, I guess that is more so what I was asking you. 
uh, I, I think it's, it's 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 a special. Uh, it's not an asterisk. Let's just start there. It's not an asterisk because you 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 got to think about this. Think about how hard it is for these guys to stay focused for three four months and 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 come out victorious and and be the best one because you're asking a lot from these guys. And I, I think winning this championship more so than anything because of like you said, 2020, the passing of Kobe Bryant, and they've made it clear of how important this 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 uh, this season being in the bubble in this championship will be, I think more than anything, it's going to be an emotional uh, uh, victory in, in, in winning the championship because of all of that. VC game two, as you know, Friday night, since you entered the league back in 98, 99, you've had an impact on so many different teams and players. And it's great to have you on our team here at ESPN. Guys, newly, man, absolutely. Newly minted ESPN NBA analyst, Vince Carter. VC, thank you, man. All right, guys. All See right, you v. soon. All right, VC. Once again, more NBA talk with George Sedano. He's a host on 710 ESPN, Key's old home in Los Angeles. What are they thinking in L.A. with now just three wins away, perhaps, from winning their 17th NBA championship? We will find out. Still to come, week number four in the NFL starts tonight, and we're going to take our pick with the best quarterback matchups around the league. Who the fellas picking this weekend under center? That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.